0: And welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us, whether you are watching this online or listening to it on the go. We are glad that you are here with us. The Ripple Effect Podcast is a behind the scenes look at stuff going on at the church and our opportunity to bring you some things that are going on that are coming up that you need to know about, and also a way to spot to highlight and spotlight <laughs> different ministries and organizations that we think you should know about. Before we get into everything going on uh, this week, we want you to know about the sponsor of the week. And we've had a lot of different potlucks and dinners and food. And so the the sponsor of the week is some good old fashioned saran wrap. Mm. You know, this is a heavy duty saran wrap. And uh, the one thing I love about this is it's in a safe cut box. Mm -hmm. And you just open it up and then you put it down and then just a little,
1: this. you know it took me a while to learn how to use that thing did you and like, you'd think it? it would be the simplest thing ever but <laughs> i was trying to just tear it um, and i didn't realize that that had uh, oh
0: you were like, like tearing the first all time
1: i it. went to use that big roll yeah i was trying to tear it off the edge uh
0: well we had a great time at our barbecue community this uh past sunday and um we were talking about it with our staff that there was just a lot of new people Mm -hmm. and i forget how sometimes you need events like that to just welcome in new people invite them it's a little bit easier for them to come to uh, because there's very low expectations and everybody loves to eat Um, so i was really appreciative of uh, seeing new people meeting some people getting to have conversations and of course the barbecue contest which turned out great
1: yeah I I thought, of course, Sunday we were scrambling a little bit because Mm -hmm. we had to move it inside, and that just changed stuff up, Uh, but I was really happy with it, it was fun. It was fun. Like you say, it's a good chance uh, some of you are newer and probably, hopefully, met some new faces and talked with someone you'd never met before.
0: Yeah, and uh, the winner of the barbecue contest was a surprise. Kind of a late entry. She wasn't really planning on doing a whole lot and then blew the judges away
1: with her bacon-wrapped chicken, Mm -hmm. I think is what it is. I didn't get to try it. It was gone. I smelled it when she first brought it in, and it smelled amazing, but that's...
0: yeah. I was a little disappointed that I didn't get to, to, to try it, but apparently it was amazing. Sherry Wallace won the... Uh, the overall prize, and then the uh, second and third place went to Mr. Kyle Dignan, uh, and he did a great job smoking chicken. I think he did chicken as well. Mm-hmm. But
1: Chicken and pork loin.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. So we just want to say thank you to everybody who brought food. We had a, a great time. The Nine Square was fun. I got to play a little of that. Your son got me out like twice, yeah. and... Uh, yeah. Preston and Dawson both loved that. Dawson did not get me out. <laughs> he, he did not, but, but Preston did. Uh, so we had a lot of fun. This past week, we, started, uh, uh, we finished our series uh, on our relational series, and um, I thought Sunday went really well. I love the music. The music was really, really good this week. Um, it, I thought it, was, uh, it tied right in uh, with everything that we've talked about. And nothing went
1: awry. Yeah. Did I it's always a good week when we get to the end and like Sunday should always be exciting we hope and energetic and all that, but it's just like if you have one of those weeks that no tech big tech glitches. Now first hour we did have something go awry. I don't even know if you knew about it. What? But your mic issue Oh yeah was caused by uh, two of the amps were not even on uh, at the whole first part of uh, first service uh, 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 so if you were sitting like if you're looking at the stage and you're sitting on the right side you good. probably were like what is happening for uh-huh. the entire first half of the service that's why mark got up yeah Dunham So got Mark, up? Okay. Uh, of course, yeah. He, he used to run sound and he has kind of an ear for stuff and he uh, knew something okay. was wrong but you really couldn't tell it like from the middle over to the left You couldn't tell anything was wrong except he was having to turn everything up a little more than normal but mark was like i don't think the amps are on oh my goodness and for the people on that side they weren't on it's like Mm. how did we do that the only thing i noticed was everything seemed um like it was just a little lower yeah Um,
0: i didn't i didn't notice at all but i was sitting like to the left in the center so i couldn't really tell and I'm gonna confess something. I don't always get to be in there during the first couple songs, right? Because I'm finishing up talking to people or greeting mm-hmm. at the door, and uh, but I did. I got to go in and be there, and I just it was. It's always good to hear the congregation singing together and worshiping together. Mm-hmm. And the microphone, I just took it as a sign that I needed to stop rambling as much and get to the point huh. when I had to switch. So it worked out just fine Um, but anyway if you missed any of the service uh, I was really uh, encouraged by and I was happy with how that series turned out the relational series that we did if you missed any of that it's posted online at tlcc.church and uh, you can catch up on all of uh, what happened on Sunday there let's move into the top three the TLCC top three of the week you've got those what do we need to know coming up this week
1: yeah we've got a few things we've been at announcing a lot of stuff and we're going into to fall. So things will be ramping up and getting busy soon. (laughs) But uh, we're we're picking a few things to highlight today. One of them is that uh, John Rawls will be here now. John Rawls, uh, I think, is one of our Timothys, we call them. Mm I may may be remembering that wrong, but I'm pretty sure he is. I'm pretty sure he was ordained here. He's done different missions and ministries through the years, but he's going to be here talking about his current endeavor, Mm -hmm. and that'll be in the Master Servants class, which meets during the second service. So if you want to go to that, you need to attend church at 9, and then go to that um, class at 1045, and it's in 402, 403. Right. So... Um, that's something that you might want to go to. Even if you don't normally attend master servants, you're welcome to that, come to that. Yeah. Second, Bible Bowl. We mm-hmm. talked about that Sunday. So we're kind of on the edge of if we can even do Bible Bowl. And, you know, different seasons of church life, different amounts that families are busy and all that. Uh,
0: our- Bible Bowl, for those of you who don't know, is kind of like Quiz Bowl for school, but they use the Bible. And it's a great way to help students memorize scripture
1: mm-hmm.
0: and interact with other uh, students in engaging with scripture. So they'll take chunks of the Bible. They pick a you know a section of scripture for the year, for the season. And then you have different questions that are asked, a lot of
1: memorization. Um, did you do Bible Bowl? Mm-hmm. Did you ever do it? Well, we did things kind of like that, but I grew up in a denominational church that called things by different names. Right. But,
0: right. That's right. I, I did Bible Bull growing up, and uh, it is it is a great way to engage with Scripture and to help your um, children, grandchildren, students that you interact with, um, help them memorize and engage with Scripture. Uh, so, anyway, keep going.
1: Well, the practices will be starting soon. This is for 6th through 12th graders. Yeah. So. You know, if, you, if you're uh, watching this and you're a student, either your kid, grandkid, maybe even you, maybe you're a student watching it uh, or listening to the podcast today, let us know and we'll put you in touch. Yeah, you may already know James and Tracy Williamson. They kind of coordinate it mm-hmm. for our area. The competitions are over at Central Christian College, so you don't have to drive far if you're from here. Yep. And if I remember right, Bible Bowl Nationals are going to be here this year at Central. Okay. So, it'd be kind of sad if we don't have a team. Yeah. But then again, right now, I only know, I don't think we have enough students to don't have a team. A so, my son wants to do it. So, hopefully, one of you will uh, take the challenge and, and join the, the team.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, that's the second thing, Bible Bowl. The third announcement for today of the TLCC Top Three is once again, Serve Day and it's Church in the Park. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to have a lot of information this coming week about groups and all that i thought about mentioning that today but we don't have all the details quite nailed down yet so we'll do that next week as far as talking about what wednesday night sunday night or, or just growth groups in general small groups <clears throat> but serve day is coming up and that's going to be september 10th also we'll be having church in the park at depot park again at 10:45 that day and it's not going to rain this time yeah, well, if it does put in the band under the pavilion, so we're gonna be prepared. And I'm not
0: saying you should bring an umbrella, but maybe have it in the car, maybe, you know, just in case. A canopy, a, bring canopy. a little 10 by 10 <laughs> canopy. If we so had, had enough up. of those, we could create our own little, yeah. you know.
1: So there is a the pavilion. You know, if it starts raining, you can cram in under there. But we'll have nine o'clock service here if you're if you can't get around well or um, for some reason you can't come to the afternoon service or the late morning service. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and come here to the church at nine. And I think uh, we're going to do a shortened service so that we have plenty of time to get downtown. Yeah. So that, that day will
0: look like. If you want to do your... Uh, some of the, the serve day projects will happen in the morning. So some of you will want to come to the 9 o'clock service and then you'll go and do your projects in the morning. Uh, some of you will want to get to your projects early in the day and get them done by the 10.45 service. And... Um, and so it's going to look a little bit different, a little bit more divided out this year between the projects. But we're going to have a shortened service at 9 a.m. at the church, send people out to do their groups. You might just want to come to that service and then come and grab your lunch, which will be at the church building. Um, and But you could also do your projects in the morning and then finish up by 1045 and join us downtown uh, for an outdoor service, which are always fun. Uh, and then there might even be some projects that waits to do their project till after that 1045 and just do their project in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. this year we're spreading it out a little bit, um, which will give you more options for your family uh, and uh, to, to participate in surfing. Yep so okay there you go the top three just to remind you of of what's happening and what is going on john Rawls is coming on sunday if you would like to hear him he'll be helping uh he'll be presenting during the 10:45 hour in the master servants class uh we've got bible bowl which is going to be starting up soon if you want information about that let us know And then Serve Day, which is coming up coming rather quickly. So there you go, TLC, top three uh, of the week to let you know about. Okay, Brian, it's just you and I. Yeah. It's time to get real.
1: Have we ever done it just with two people? Maybe we have. We've never done it with just two people. I don't think so. We usually have someone here for our spotlight. We usually do. Today, I feel weird. We've got a different setup and the computer's way over here, so if you see me looking this way... It's all good. I'm sorry. There was a bug that just... Yeah, yeah I saw that. I was going to go stomp it and I decided to I'm going to be honest. It. I almost don't know whether I should say this. Some people meet in this room. <laughs> but the biggest spider I have ever seen oh, no. was in this room oh, no. last weekend. Oh, oh, oh. I'm serious. Jessica oh. called me. Jessica, my wife, cleans the church. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She called me in my office. She's like, "You have to come back here right now." There is a. And she told me what it was, and I was like, "Do you have the vacuum? Because I don't. For spiders that big, I don't yep. get that close. Yep. I get the vacuum and just suck it up." <laughs> and literally it was, this was like give me like a visual here oh its legs were easily Are this they, was probably four uh four to five inch oh my goodness it's a wolf spider oh um listen and which they're not supposed to be dangerous anymore man it was right over there by the door too. listen we just so you all know we have this building treated
0: mm-hmm. often they the guy they'll come and they'll spray for bugs and all that but it's a big building it's an older building at this point now you're bound to have stuff like that happen i've never seen one that big that's huge
1: yeah the boys can vouch for us we made them come look for it and then it was in that shark vacuum Uh so after we vacuumed it up you could see it in there (laughs) moving around it was all covered in dust so are you having a little ptsd right now being in this room like gonna I'm okay. Down? I've gotten a little better on spiders. <laughs> I still don't want it to be right there beside me. Uh, but um, is that your thing? Is
0: spiders your thing? Or is you it know,
1: all? my mom crawling? is terrified of spiders, uh-huh. and she instilled that in me okay. when I was younger. Yeah. And then I've worked on it
0: today. Hey, so what about how do you? How does that rank with like snakes? Are you okay with snakes?
1: Snakes don't bother me that much. Okay. We just don't like them in the house. Oh yeah. Uh, on the spider thing. It's funny because even when I got to college, I was kind of terrified of spiders. And Stan McCreary, Uh that counseling professor, he worked with me some on how to get over your spider phobia. Phobia. (laughs) And I still, some of those things come to my mind. Oh, it's funny. Well, maybe we just
0: need to dive into this for our spotlight, <laughs> is the fears that we have and and the fears that were passed on to us. Actually, that's the great transition, because today we're going to talk a little bit about the baton that we that we pass on to the generations. Uh, this morning, I was watching the funeral service of uh, Tony and Todd Beaverson's father, um, he passed away and they held the services this morning and they, he recorded a great video, Larry, uh, mm-hmm. uh, T- Tony and Todd's dad recorded a video of what he wanted to tell everybody there, what he wanted to pass along to them, which was super powerful, by the way. Um, if I hope I have the state of mind to be able to record a video like that for mm. my friends and family. But that's what he talked about is he's hopeful that his family will carry on the legacy of noticing and being mindful of and being there for people who are often forgotten. And at the end of the service, Tony, uh, he talked about how the baton of faith has been handed on and it's their turn now to carry that on. And then he handed out batons to all of the family members, which I thought was super cool. But it makes you think about the Apostle Paul when he says, um, you know, I've run the race, I've fought the good fight. Uh, he's talking to Timothy in Second Timothy, and he says, you know, I, I've been poured out, and now it's your responsibility to carry on this faith that I've passed to you. And so it made me think about what am I, how have I been influenced, what have been handed to me and trusted to me by others, and then how do I pass it along to, to, to those around me? And you could kind of think about it in, I guess the negative sense that we have these things like a fear of spiders that we pass along to our children, you know, and my wife and I talk about that all the time is there are things from our parents that we have to deal with that we don't want our children to deal with. Uh, My wife is doesn't like bees. Mm -hmm. And so she's tried to not like, you know, she wants my children to be cautious of bees and wasps, but she doesn't want to panic to give that to them. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting to think about what you've received from your parents and the people that you grew up around, and then what you want to pass on and what you don't want to pass on. yeah, how are the boys around spiders?
1: You know uh, I think we've tried to do the same thing with with things that um, you know are kind of phobias or or uh, things that we don't want to pass on. Mm-hmm tried to be mindful of like not freaking out yeah because i just remember spider being in the basement growing up my mom would freak out yeah like we're gonna like seal it off until dad comes we're home. we're burning the house um, down we're, we're moving we would have terribly large wolf spiders and stuff oh. in that basement same same way as here yeah. not even poisonous things they just look yeah creepy yeah, yeah. so uh the boys like Dawson with bugs and stuff really doesn't their their issues are more just based around their own personality right you know Dawson's more adventurous mm-hmm. Preston in some things he is but most things not quite so much yeah. uh but I, like you say you you pass on things whether you try to or not mm. like and a lot of them you don't want to yeah. they're just habits they see you do or little quirks or whatever mm-hmm. and they just it's built into them yeah uh, not necessarily dna but it's the things that they've seen uh you know as long as they can remember yeah
0: well how do you then you know i know this is a silly example with spiders but i think there's a some lessons there in in general with how we make sure we are passing along things that are we want to be intentional about passing on things that we think are good, that we want them to, not just our children, but people around us, we want them to be even better than we have been. I think that's the goal of any parent is, I want my children to go beyond what I was able to do. And when we think about a mentor, mentee relationship, or like a Paul and Timothy, where he's, you know, an example, father, spiritual father figure, and he's helping lead Timothy. He's wanting him to go further than he was able to go. How do we even do that, you know, as we're still trying to figure life out and be faithful? You got any thoughts on that?
1: Well, this is kind of what you're asking. Um, I think at the stage of parenting, where I, especially with Preston, um, I'm thinking about letting him become his own person. Mm-hmm. You know, career, even though it's still pretty early for that, we'll have a little discussion. Not real serious. Right. Okay. Um, but more looking at maybe the passions, that'd be a better word for it. It's just the passions he has, because that'll often lead to career or whatever, or or something he does missionally or whatever. Um, But when I was thinking about letting him be his own person and even even going beyond us, you mentioned that, like, um, I love to play piano. I've taught him to play Piano to mm-hmm. a certain level. Um, the other day, I was sitting there looking at some stuff he did on his own, mm-hmm. and I'm like, at some point, I'm not going to be able to teach him. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna—he has the potential yeah. to surpass me. Yeah. Uh, because we had sung that song, um, "They'll Know We Are Christians mm-hmm. by Our Love." I don't know why, but he must like that song. He printed it out in two different keys. He found them on his own, on his iPad, yeah. in two different arrangements, printed it out. He's sitting there. We've never even studied the key of A-flat before. And he's, and he's playing, they'll know we are Christians in the key of A-flat wow. with no teaching. Wow. And I'm like, okay, before long, like, I'm not going <laughs> to be able to even... I will be off <laughs> <neat. laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really. Wow. Like, what I basically am with both of those boys, really, is... Uh, accountability mm. make sure you practice make sure you do your lesson mm. but um, if they're passionate about it like they want to learn and they're almost teaching themselves now there's certain things like math we may have to force them to sit there right and we may have to actually teach them I, you know every kid's got their own things that they'll do on their own yeah but where i was going that with that uh, i'm not necessarily looking at it like I'm going to pass the baton like they have to do all those things that I did. Right. I think it's passing the baton of like values and passions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, I saw the video of uh, Larry Mm -hmm. because I helped Tony with the editing on the computer and stuff. And, uh, he did it here at the church. So I got a sneak peek at that. I mean, I was crying when I first saw it, because it's just powerful. And, He wasn't at all saying you have to do exactly this and every grandkid has to, you know, go, uh, go to this specific person or do this job or anything. But he was talking about really values and um, being missional and having a purpose that you fulfill Mm -hmm. in life. And um and that the video specifically is something we could use, I said, maybe as a sermon illustration at some point, even for our people. Yeah, we're going to hang on. Who don't even, most of them don't even know him, and yet it would still be yeah, impactful. No.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting when you think about what I want to pass along. I think a big important part of that is recognizing parts of yourself that you, you value and parts of yourself that you want to work on. Being self-aware of this is who I am. These are the areas that I want to pass along the values that I think are important long-term. And then you know these are the things that I hope I don't pass along. Mm-hmm. You know I want my children. Uh, one for me is I want them to to be able to make their own choices and be assertive uh, because that's something that I have had to work on is you know making choices and saying this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I mean, there's things about me that I, I don't want to pass on. <laughs> yeah, I don't want them to to have some of the same struggles or issues that I've gone through. And so maybe being self-aware to say, okay, I know there's parts of me that are that are that have great value and then there's parts of me that I, I want to help them avoid. And then, like you said, being that person that can be accountable for them. And again, whether we're talking about children or even someone that you're mentoring, it's not your responsibility to make their choices and to determine for them what exactly they need to do. That's up between them and God. It's more how can you help them along the way and then I think that piece of holding them accountable is great. Um, that's how you pass the baton because at some point you've got to let go. If you're mm-hmm. talking about a runner, you know, getting it to them and then cheering them on as they're running. The the handoff is important, because sometimes we hang on a little too long.
1: Well, I was thinking the other day with Dawson about um, how to fail, Mm. because when we do the piano lesson, he does not want to mess up at all. He'll sit there, and he'll be in tears before he even starts a new song, and he's sitting there air-playing it, because Mm. when he starts playing it, he wants to be perfect. And I, I just stopped and I said, "Buddy, there is nothing that I do that I can do perfect the mm-hmm. first time. Yeah. Like, uh, but like how just things like that, passing on. How do you help your kids learn how to, isn't it, uh, fail well or there's some fail phrase. forward. Fail forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was some phrase like that yeah. we've heard in a sermon or something, mm-hmm. and it's like. Uh, and that's a dumb little I- idea, because everyone's going to mess up when you're learning an instrument. Sure. But it's like, for a while, they don't. Yeah. Like, the the easy little stuff for your first book... You can master You can almost play it perfect if you're talented enough sure. the first time. Yeah. And school's the same way, uh, depending on, you know, what kind of a student you are. But, you know, like, I remember that point at which, oh, I have to study now, mm-hmm. like, from when I was in school. Yeah. Um, and... I didn't get an A. I got a B. You know, it's st- stuff like that. And you. Some
0: of you listening right now rolling <laughs> your eyes at Brian because you're like me, where you've always had to study. <laughs> None of that ever came natural. So.
1: <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying though, yep. like there's, I don't know. It- it just, those are the kind of things I want to do well as a parent or as a mentor. I yeah. mean, you could, you may not even have kids. You may be mentoring some coworker. Yeah. But you're trying to teach to do, you know, their job. You're, you're a, a mentor or a supervisor, whatever it is. Um, like, we're not going to do anything perfect the first time. No. And how do we have a system of accountability? Um, you know, and, and some of the those things we learn, like you were talking about, um, parenting like I remember when I was a kid sometimes dreading doing a job with my dad mm. because he would lose his patience mm. with something goes wrong yeah. whatever yep. and we talked about that before now it's funny to talk about it to be sure. honest uh, and dad and I will talk about it and. I catch myself doing that same thing Mm. with the boys, like we don't have the right tool or we have to go to Lowe's three times to buy stuff we didn't (laughs) think we were going to need or whatever it is, or we make a wrong cut and then it ruins a whole whole piece of plywood. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I catch myself after the fact, like, I don't want them to hate doing these things because they fear the moment at which uh, you lose it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still do it sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. Those, are the, that, those are the things I do not want to pass on. Yeah. And yet you can't really help it. They're, they're things that you work, they're kind of lifelong issues that we work on. Yeah.
0: I think it's interesting, especially this year when we've talked about making disciples, I think the principle that we all have to understand is we are passing along things to those around us. Whether, whether you are doing it intentionally or not intentionally, uh, people are taking things from you and it will stick with them. Uh, if you're a parent, if you are uh, an uncle, an aunt, if you are a grandparent, if you are a friend, people are learning from you and they're going to be taking things from you. And at some point, the influence you have in their life will be over whether it's a changing of season, or at the end of your life, at some point we let go of the baton that we're passing along. And whatever we did intentionally, and sometimes unintentionally, is gonna be out of our hands. And so the encouragement is, make sure you're intentional about it. Recognize who you are, and and have a desire of this is what I wanna pass along. And then the work between you and the Holy Spirit of saying, how do I do that? Whether it's my children, or whether it's a person I'm trying to mentor, uh, we all pass along things, and I hope that we are all able to say, like Paul did, I, I did my best. We know mm-hmm. Paul made mistakes, but I poured myself out, and, and now I'm able to pass along to those around me uh, for the final time. Hey, this is what I am, so I have what I have, and I'm giving it, and now it's somebody else's job to continue the values and the life that I'm trying to live. Um, we hope that that is encouraging to you. We want to end this podcast with a uh, blessing of the week. Um, this is something that we do every week that just gives you a thought that you can take with you uh, the rest of the week into until we meet again with the next podcast. So, Brian has the blessing of the week, and then we're going to be done.
1: Yep. So, just a little thought that I sometimes do the daily refresh mm-hmm. on you version. Mm-hmm. I'd say... Every other day or so, at least. Um, and this was kind of on there, and it it's something I needed because we're about to head into just the crazy months. These are the craziest months for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Different ministers around here different have sense. different crazy months. Yep. But the fall for me is, uh, you know, we just stack events and stuff we have to construct and tear down and all those. Yep. Uh, recruit, you know, a lot of recruiting. But... Um, Matthew 11, we often go to that when we think about um, rest and letting Jesus help bear uh, that that load for us. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, Mm -hmm. and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Um, and it says Jesus wasn't saying to come to him and do nothing, <laughs> so he's not saying quit your job yeah. or uh, you know abandon your whole life or something like that. Sure, uh, it isn't a call to be lazy, basically. But it talks about the yoke, and I I was studying a little bit about the yoke a couple of years ago, and I wrote a song. That talks about this passage we've never done it yet because i just put it i don't know I put it on the burner i think you have mm-hmm. i need to pull it out and actually finish it and do it because it's a it's a song along these lines but um the yoke it joins two animals together usually for farm work mm-hmm. um, plowing a field or whatever and and it's because two are stronger than one, mm-hmm. you know. And Jesus's mention of the yoke, uh, the little devo this morning said this. It implies that there's still work to be done, but we don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And just so many times, and that's a that's something I bring up a lot to myself because I try to do so much stuff alone. Yeah. Um, you know, I I even struggle with reading a Devo and having my God time. And then it's, it's so easy to even put that on the shelf and then you're still living in your own power. That's just being kind of brutally honest about how, how I'm wired. Yeah. But, um, you know, the rest that he can provide is yes, we need to take Sabbath time. Mm -hmm. And like tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to have a day where I set aside some time uh, for Sabbath, but the rest he can give us is, even in the midst of all of that craziness that's coming up, if we're doing it with him the mm-hmm. whole time, and he's pulling the wagon or the cart behind us, and, yeah. and, 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 and sometimes he even takes a greater share of that, you know, <laughs> a lot, probably a lot of way time. more powerful than us, but I just think that was my uh, blessing, because there's people that are, I mean, we know families that we've been praying for and dealing with that, are bearing extremely heavy burdens, and and a lot of them are ongoing. It's not just like this week, it's like their life is crazy right now. And um, Jesus can give you little uh, times of rest and reprieve even in the midst of that. Mm. So
0: that's a great reminder. So whether you're, you know, worried and stressed over how to be intentional about passing along the good to those around you or whether it's a difficult circumstance that you're going through this week or you're just stressed or just busy. Remember that you are not alone that God is with you. It's a great encouragement. Well, thanks for joining us this week and we hope to see you next week here at the Ripple Effect podcast. I hope you guys have a great day.